Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. KYW Original Podcasts. Merrill Reese, it's the Tuesday of week six as the Eagles start to move on from that loss to the Steelers and focus on the Baltimore Ravens, another difficult opponent coming up Sunday at the link. Uh, last night in Monday Night Football, New Orleans Saints came back on the Los Angeles Chargers and won a thrilling overtime game at the Dome, 30-27. to um, But Justin Herbert, very good, very good young quarterback for the Chargers. Uh, what, do, what are you noticing about the emerging quarterbacks across football? Well, we know all about Joe Burrow because the Eagles have seen him up close and personal, and he was the number one player picked in the draft coming out of LSU. But I felt all along that the most talented, the most, the quarterback with the most arm talent is Justin Herbert, who came out of Oregon. He's about 6'5 and can throw it forever, and you could see it last night. I mean, he got the start uh, the last couple of weeks after Tyrod Taylor uh, was injured. But uh, he is special. He is really, really special. But don't, uh, don't write any goodbyes to Drew Brees yet. I mean, it may be his last year, but he is dangerous. He is still an outstanding quarterback. They were down 20-3, to and he just calmly brought them back. But Brees is still a great one. But there are some really talented emerging young quarterbacks, and certainly Justin Herbert, in my opinion, is at the top of that list. And speaking of quarterbacks, Eagles fans are always, obviously always very interested in how Carson Wentz is performing. Better. He did better the other day against the Steelers. Don't you agree? Yeah, you have to have to put these statistics aside because right now his statistics are at the bottom of the National Football League and he has nine interceptions. But how many of those were really his fault? Uh, neither of the interceptions in this past game were his fault. One was on a pattern by Ertz where Ertz was actually picked off and Wentz was throwing to a spot, and the other was just a Hail Mary, go for broke at the end of the game. So uh, I, I don't really put those on Carson Wentz. I do feel that he played a lot better this week, and the week before, I think he played better in, uh, against San Francisco. So I'm not, I'm not really worried about Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz is a very good quarterback, and as the Eagles get better and the offensive line becomes more comfortable with each other, I think his statistics are going to go up and I think this team's going to get some wins. It's hard to have optimism when the team is 1-3-1. and one, and, and honestly, they should probably be... I mean, they should have beaten Washington. They should have beaten the Bengals. So they should at least be 3-2, three, three and two, um, in my opinion. Uh, and I think a lot of people would feel a lot better about this season right now if they, if they were 3-2. and two. 
Um, yeah, you're right. But you know what? Bill Parcells said something a long time ago, and I've always adhered to it, and that's what you are what your record says you are. And that's what they are. They're one, three, and one. I mean, we can look about it and we can say should have and would have and all that stuff. But right now they're one, three, and one, and they have a very daunting task this week against the four and one Baltimore Ravens team that comes here. You know, Merrill, sticking to that theme, though, um, optimism, you're, you're usually very, I mean, you tell it as it is, but you also have a level of optimism to you. You're not giving up on the season at one, three, and oh, one. No. And, and I, I know that you, that you follow Marcus Hayes, who is a tremendous writer for the Inquirer. Did you see that you are featured prominently in a Marcus Hayes column from yesterday? Did you see that? I haven't, uh, <laughs> I haven't been up to get the paper yet. Well, the headline of the column is Merrill Reese and I agree Eagles future looks bright even after loss to Steelers. This is by Marcus Hayes of the Inquirer. He uses some of your tweets, Merrill. So I guess my question to you is why should Eagles fans have at least a little bit of optimism despite the one, three and one record? Okay. I, I don't think you should be optimistic that this team is going to go on a seven game winning streak or anything like that. And even if you look at the Ravens game as big one, but is a long shot for them. Then you have the Giants right after that. You can get healthy against the Giants, and then you have the Cowboys, then you have the Giants again. The, the biggest reason for optimism is, number one, they play in the NFC East, which is the NFC least this year. And the fact of the matter is every team has its problem. So the goal is to make the playoffs, whether you make it with a 7-9 and nine record or, in their case, a 7-8-1 and one record, whatever it is. But the goal is to make the playoffs, and that's where I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic when I see Carson Wentz show signs of returning to the kind of quarterback he was back in 2017. I'm optimistic when I see somebody come out of nowhere, like Travis Fulgham, and know how talented he is, and then they're going to start getting people back, like Jalen Rager. Uh, hopefully, Deshaun Jackson can back and come back and help them. Uh, they're going to get Alshon Jeffrey back at one point, Dallas Goddard. They've had a lot of injuries. Hopefully they don't get any more significant injuries, but I think they're going to get healthier. And I think they're going to be in this thing all the way, regardless of what happens this Sunday. I think this is going to be something that goes to, to week 17. In this division, that is hard to argue with. I'm going to go straight from positivity to negativity, Merrill, because you mentioned injuries. Lane Johnson, according to Doug Peterson, was getting a second opinion on his ankle. Something to worry about, in your opinion? Sure. It's something to be concerned about because Lane Johnson has been in and out of the lineup with the ankle problem all season. And he is a stabilizing force on that offensive line. It's, It's really tough. When before the season began, you, re- you lost Brandon Brooks, who was the best lineman last year. Jason Peters couldn't stay on the field. And now you have Lane Johnson. So that is something certainly to be concerned about. Brandon Graham and Miles Sanders both said something that, that stood out to me. And, you know, in their, the various times that they have spoken since the game, Brandon twice in the press conference and on WIP and Miles yesterday on WIP, they both kind of said that the, the mistakes that they're making in the games – are the mistakes that they're making in practice. So I think there's two ways to look at that. One, it's a good thing that they're recognizing where the problem starts. But two, that 
why are they making these mistakes in practice? Are they, are they not good enough? What is your reaction when you hear a player say that the mistakes that are happening in the games are the same mistakes that are happening in practice? All I can say is they, uh, they better stay at practice later and, <laughs> and make sure that they're alleviated before they get to game time. And Merrill, I got one more thing for you. Yesterday, Doug you know, Peterson. Just, just to go back, just to go back in time. I mean, today the coaches are 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 told. I mean, they know because the players' association collective grievance uh, bargaining agreements how long each practice can right. be. They're they're told how many times they can wear pads. All of that. I remember a, a practice with Dick Vermeil one time that lasted until eight o'clock at night. It started like two in the afternoon and went eight o'clock at night because they weren't getting it right. And Dick said, you're not getting off the field until you do get it right. Yeah, you, but, can't, do- but you, can't, you can't do those things anymore. No, you can't. It's a different time. Uh, one last thing for you, Merrill. I know you saw Doug Peterson's day after press conference yesterday with the media, and he took a lot of questions. He took a lot of questions there. He took a lot of questions on his hit with Angelo on WIP. He took a lot of questions post-game about that, that third and eight situation late in the game. He gave credit to Big Ben. He gave credit to Pittsburgh. Um, my question to you is, what can the Eagles learn from a play like that that kind of sealed the game for Pittsburgh and denied them a chance of coming back? Well, all they can do now is move on and, and not make the same mistake. But listen, you, you can't expect Doug to point fingers at a coach. You can't expect him to point fingers at a player. He's going to handle these things the best he can, but he's not going to publicly lambaste anybody. And today will certainly be one of the most anticipated Jim Schwartz press conferences in his five seasons in Philadelphia because I know a lot of people will be interested to hear his thoughts on that play where Nathan Gary was lined up across from Chase Claypool. Merrill, looking forward to your thoughts on what Jim Schwartz has to say tomorrow. Thank you for the time and have a wonderful day. Thanks, Dave. Voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.